Welcome back to Fall Down Territory. My name is Miles. I'm here with my co-host Sam. And literally, as we've started this, there is already breaking breaking news. <laughs> Exc- really exciting news as well. The Rams have just traded wide receiver Van Jefferson to the Falcons. I've no idea what it's for. That's a league shifting move, really, <laughs> isn't it? That's going to alter the spectrum of this multiple is. playoff implications for a team that really yeah. doesn't use wide receivers either. <laughs> for a wide receiver doesn't get used much himself. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it, it kind of shows that Puka Nakua is definitely that number two receiver there now. So. Well, that was a, that's quite quite an interesting nice way to start. start to it. Yeah. yeah, nice way to start. That let's up. let's um, dive straight into your fact of the week because yeah. uh, this this has been quite good doing these. It's that time. We've got. Uh, I'm going to start with a running back. Okay. Uh, rookie Devon Achan. Oh. So, he's had 38 rushing attempts this season, which is tied for 37th in the league. Wow. And he's got 460 rushing yards, which is tied for second. <laughs> no, sorry, he's the lone holder of second. So. What's his, what's his average rush? What's his average yards well, per rush? 460 divided by 38. <laughs> Let's get some live maths on that. <laughs> live calc. 460 divided by 38. He's averaging 12.1 yards per carry. <laughs> That's mental. That's got to be an all-time high. That is crazy. It's definitely up there. And but if he can keep this pace, well, could you imagine what he ends the season Is he on? going on IR now? I didn't realise he was injured. Oh, I think he's going on IR. I didn't know he'd even got hurt. Oh, another live search. Look at, it, look at all the breaking news we got we're going. Go it's all HM. go here at Fall Down Territory. The Gems first thing's come up is open injury. Uh, I'm literally checking now. Is bound to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury. Wow. Oh, God. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Man. So, I uh, tell you what, to finish it, well, he won't finish the season on 12.5. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, won't be at, he won't be out that long. He won't be out that long. But yeah, that is still a, a crazy stat line. Yeah. If he can maintain that. Could you that imagine? All-time records. Uh, mine is about a tight end, the one that I bang on about every single bloody week because I Sam love Laporta. him so much. Is Sam Laporta. Yeah. Uh, this is a comparison to one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. So in Carl Pitts' 32 games or in his career, he's only got three touchdowns. Sam Laporta is what now in his fifth game. He is already on three touchdowns. That's crazy. <laughs> he's 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 the league's next best, isn't he? He, he is currently I've... leading. Tight ends in fantasy football. Yeah. For points scored. Yeah. He yeah, he's absolutely flying. He I, he's gonna be up there in the conversation soon, isn't he? I, th- I feel like if we wanna push on to like maybe his second year, third year, yeah. That's where uh, do you think you can elevate him up to the status of top five? Well, I think he's probably top five already. I'd love point, to know what he? they feed those tight ends in Iowa. I do Yeah, yeah. they know <laughs> how to make it. Yeah, don't they? what's it? So it's Kittle, Hawkinson, Laporta, Noah Fan. Is there is there another one? I feel like there's I was gonna one. say Kittle because I, I remember watching him on the McAfee show yesterday. It's just the other day. Anyway, just, it's crazy. There's so many. So we're going to dive straight into the first game of the week, which was the Bears at the Commanders, which was, I think, a big shock, to be honest, wasn't it? I think Commanders, let's go back two weeks when they played the Bills and looked awful. Yeah. Up three points. Fast forward a week, they play the Eagles and they really take good. them to overtime. They mm-hmm. look great. And you're like, okay, so which commanders we're going to get against the Bears and being that it was the Bears we're kind of assuming it was going to be the Eagles commanders and uh, and it was the Bills commanders wasn't it they just couldn't do anything that yeah. first half they were awful we, we both went for our for commanders in our prediction uh, I think almost everyone did yeah <laughs> when looking at uh, the pre-game predictions by you know NFL analysts um, but yeah I the Bears did kind of show it last week you know how their offense was was clicking a bit against Denver and now 
you know, was that because the the Denver defense was so poor? But it proved not to be. Uh, one thing you've really got to mention is how good Justin Fields' offensive line was. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a <laughs> a Bears offensive line look that solid. <laughs> it was it was quite impressive, uh, and obviously that that just helped Justin Fields out massively. You know, he was able to get the ball. To, I mean, DJ Moore had a huge yeah, game. Huge game from him. Eight catches, 230 yards, and obviously with three touchdowns. Yeah, um, massive. He looked unguardable. Mm-hmm. Even I think even Khalil Herbert as well. So I think he, he left the game early due to an injury. But up yeah. to that point, 10 rushes for 76 yards. And I was I was pretty happy because I had to start him in one of my leagues this week because I was missing loads of uh, loads of running backs to bye weeks. Um, and he, he looked quite good. And I was thinking I might get a sneak a few points from him. But then, yeah, yeah he goes out injured, which is a shame. Um, but like you say, yeah, I think the Bears almost played beyond themselves. Mm. They they looked like a shadow of the, what they've been the last few weeks, where they've they've looked, I don't know, almost like lost their offensive. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the two things that you can comment on the Bears the most from the first four weeks was how bad their offensive line was and how bad their de- uh, their run defense is, and that's two things that absolutely nailed uh, on Thursday. Yeah, what. The <laughs> You know, Robinson barely had any rush yards whatsoever. Howell ended up leading the the commanders in rushing. Um, they were missing quite a few players as well. As well the Bears. Yeah. I mean, like Eddie Jackson was out. Mm-hmm. I think their their starting nickel corner he was out as well. So you look at like a, a secondary like that, and you think Washington should be able to take advantage of that, especially yeah. with like Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson players like that. But I mean. The, the leading receivers for Washington were Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel. I mean, that well, shouldn't be the case. You say though. that, but Curtis Samuel is now out-snapping Jahan Dotson. Is he really? Wow. For wide receiver two, which is quite surprising. I, you know, we we said at the start of the season when we did our pre-season predictions, my, one, of, one of my ones to watch that I was debating was Jahan Dotson. I was like, oh, he's going to have yeah. a huge year, but he's been so quiet. And you weren't the only one thinking that as well. Uh, it yeah, seems like every analyst weren't. on the planet wanted to say that Jahan Dotson was in for a big second year. It's, it's frustrating, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the Bears played really well. One thing they did specifically well was actually shutting down Chase Young. I mean, he yeah. was barely impacted all game. They did double him a lot, and Cole Komet is so good at that. Uh, you know, the check and then release just to just to get open. And even in the flat, he did really well. After um, I was going to say after week three, I don't know if you remember Luke Getzey coming out and saying that the Bears are building something special. Mm. So um, obviously up to that point they were pretty poor, <laughs> but. Since then, they've scored 68 points, and realistically, I mean, they're 1-1, one and one, but they should be 2-0, and oh really, with the yeah. game against yeah, you last week. 2-0. Oh. So, you know, are they building something special? Could they could they build on this? And obviously, we, we talk about the NFC North being, I mean, it's pretty much wrapped up with the Lions, I suppose, but like... With the Vikings, the Vikings struggling. and the yeah. Packers, yeah. I mean, could they at least take second in the division and build on that for next year. Yeah, you've also got to think next year as well. They've got the uh, Panthers first round pick and of now course, that's yeah. that's that's looking to be at least a top 5 pick and you know, could they end up picking up Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State? That would be a great addition alongside uh, DJ Moore. I feel like that's what the Bears are now missing is a number 2 rec- or a s- <laughs> it depends who would be number 1 there if they did get Marvin Harrison, but DJ Moore has, pr- has proved himself to be yeah. a, a solid number 1. It's now who's going to uh, accompany him in the, in that uh, passing game. Just so. a second target as exactly, well, wouldn't it? And, yeah. and especially with Cole Komet, the way he's played the last two weeks, I think he could really grow into that role in the offense. Yeah, I mean, they pay, they pay Cole Komet this, yeah, this exactly. offseason. He got that, he got that big contract. To, you know, it's, it, he got paid as like a top five tight end. Yeah. So, and, you know, last two weeks he's been performing it against the Broncos. He was brilliant and proved it again this week. Let's move on to Sunday. We start off with another London game being the Bills and the Jags. 
Oh, this one was actually quite close. Yeah, I mean, it was built out to be a good game, wasn't it? I think this is probably the best of the international series games coming to England. Yeah. And um, especially the Bills being, I mean, I called the Bills like a top five team, like probably the best team in the AFC. Uh, they've come to London to play the Jags and uh, Jags pull away with it. I do feel like that that, that benefit from the Jags staying over in London yeah. may, may have helped. They they obviously did look stronger. They didn't. Look, the Bills looked quite fatigued. Uh, especially within the run game. The run game was so poor for the Bills. Jags yeah. did a great job stopping that. Um, but, jo- you know, Josh Allen was still able to do pretty good. He was able to put up 350. Uh, got two touchdowns as well. Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, huge games, both going yeah, over 100 yeah. yards. But Trev and ETM were fantastic on the other side. Yeah, I mean, ETM masterclass, wasn't it? 26 rushes for 136 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, that so second one killed the game it as did, well. Yeah. I loved, uh, we talked last week about Darren Fletcher. Another again. stellar job on commentary from him. So I good. mean, ETM sort of like went into a pile of players and Fletcher's like, oh, 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 and he's out, he's out and he's away. And it's it was like, literally like, yeah. it was like a 40 yard screamer on BT yeah. Sport. Is yeah, what it, it, was, like. it was yeah. so good. Yeah, uh, Fletcher did so good. Um, oh, yeah. Did you see ETN's tweet? about him playing yeah. himself in fantasy. I thought that was fantastic. ETM playing against himself in fantasy. He put up like, what, 30 points as well? You know, after he, uh, after he cleared um, Micah Hyde, he was running <laughs> he was towards like, the end zone thinking, do I score? Down at the one, down at the one, <laughs> give us Tank Bigsby. Yeah, yeah like, I could do with uh, not having six points against me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he, was, he was solid. It was, uh, it was tough for the Bills' defense, really, wasn't it? They lost, they, they seemed to be plagued by injury throughout the entire game. I mean, so we had... Matt Milano with a knee injury. He's now out indefinitely and will undergo surgery. Yes, yeah, uh, Daquan Jones, uh, pec injury, out indefinitely, will undergo surgery. Mm-hmm. Dawson Knox, wrist injuries day to day. And other tight end, Dalton Kincaid, is concussed. He's, he's in the concussion protocol day to day. Before the game started, it seemed like, wow, you know, the Bills are actually, you know, they're getting Von Miller back. This defense is now going to start to prove itself. And then literally that game starts, it all goes downhill. Yeah. Yeah, it's really tough. And I don't know how much of a factor is like the extended travel like we say i don't know i mean i don't know about you but i saw a lot of controversy over it i saw some one one account was uh going off on the nfl for for like blatant they called it like blatant bias towards uh jags mm. in favor of like making the international series look good because it's like apparently the officiating was favoring the jags and uh they got the extra week to stay in london which obviously is a big benefit to them it's tough um, though because the jags have never played an away game in yeah. London, that's their first ever away yeah. game, and 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 we have away games in London where they don't really feel like away games. No. Obviously, everyone's but that everyone, felt like an away game. Oh the, yeah, the Bill- Bills Mafia turned up. The 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 tweets of of, of videos of them filling out pubs before the game. Yeah. It, was, it was it looked so good. The atmosphere was definitely a Bills home game. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it did seem like, uh, and also the Bills travelled over late. They travelled yeah. over Friday night. Did they? Is, oh, wow. was it, I think it was Thursday night, Friday morning. They travelled over. Oh, travelled wow. overnight. Uh, they mentioned that in the uh, in the broadcast um, and how that could affect it. And yeah. they were saying, yeah, that, you know, they look fatigued. Is that the mm. reason why? Um, because a lot of teams come over as, literally as soon as the Sunday's over, That's what their I was Sunday game. Yeah. And they go, right, get travel over, week. get there Monday, and then we'll stay all week. You know, a lot of them train at, um, you know, the Tottenham Hotspur facility. Yeah. Or... Um, there's like a school where I remember the Broncos trained, but mm. that's probably because they're the away team. Yeah. But um, I know yeah. the Jags were training in Watford, weren't they? They had a, yeah. they had a like, that, that field looked nice. Did. I don't know if you saw the, the facilities they were training li- at. Literally like a complete different yeah. colour to the hill. Did yeah, you see? yeah. It was yeah. so good. But that, that's where, yeah, I don't know. I can kind of understand 
especially from like a Bills perspective, like it might have felt like they were a bit disadvantaged going into that game. Yeah. But you know, what can you do about it? Yeah. Next up, uh, blowout of the week. God, beat the down. Patriots on the receiving end of it again. That's. Well, that's what well, they, now they, three points in two weeks they spoke about it last week how that was Bill's biggest loss ever and then you know you expect the big comeback game like I mean you said it in your predictions you were like right the Patriots are going to come back Bill's yeah. not going to allow another beatdown and that's exactly what happened yeah I, I forgot tough. I said that <laughs> sorry, sorry for reminding <laughs> you yeah no it was it was really tough um, it st- I mean it starts at Mac Jones really yeah uh, I said I said early on in the season how much he was surprising me with his play, and he'd been—I think he'd been quite good through, throughout the uh, the first three weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, three turnovers. In fairness to him, the interceptions were like—I mean, one of them—one of them was just like pressure. He he gets hit as yeah. he throws; it just bobbles straight to Honey Badger, pick mm-hmm. six. Um, but the second one was quite unlucky because he hit his man and. Literally, as he caught it, he got tackled and it just popped up into the hands of, uh, was it Pete Warner? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. In some respect, it's like one of those ones where the stat sheet looks worse than it is. But regardless of whether it's a whether it's 100% his fault or partially his fault, I mean, three turnovers, you're not going to win games uh, with that. And also, the, the run game was terrible. 45 yards total running. Yeah. Which is, you know, you, you, you can't, you're not able to move the change with that. <laughs> Each player is averaging about two yards per carry. Yeah. You're not giving Mac Jones any help, especially when he's only completing what ten passes in the game in total. It's it's really tough. Yeah, no, it's it's not a good look for their offense, and and you can tell the defense is missing key players as well. I mean, obviously Judon and Gonzalez both not there this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we saw we saw guys step up for the uh, Patriots D line. Mm-hmm. Um, Bentley got himself a sack, uh, and he had eleven combined tackles. Um, so you see the other. Role players uh, putting in. I mean, Dietrich Wise, he was brilliant as usual. It's just going to be tough without. I mean, I'd argue that Judon and Gonzalez are probably your two most important that's, defenders on that side. That's what you got to remember. I think. I think in in this game, the pass rush was fantastic. But we praise the Patriots' defensive line for for their pass rush. But in the in the running game, they were they were atrocious. I yeah. thought you, you're giving up 80 yards to uh, uh, yeah Alvin Kamara. You're giving up thirty or forty yards to the uh, to Miller as well, so something's got to stop there. Uh, weird, weird thing on the Saints side is seeing Chris Olave actually have quite a slow game. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I've noted this down. So it was, it, he got his first touchdown of the season, which is yeah. good. But yeah, two catches. I mean, he so first three weeks of the season he saw ten, eleven, and eleven targets. Yeah. Uh, but he's only had eleven targets for the first two weeks combined. These last two weeks combined, which is weird, when, especially when. Gonzalez is out. I thought, yeah. wow, he's gonna have it. He's gonna have a huge game. He's gonna be targeted at least fifteen times, you yeah. know, something like that. But uh, it seemed at the start of the season, you know, that that's Cars Devonte Adams. You know, it's yeah. it's that same connection, and now it's started to die down. Is Michael Thomas starting to take over that number one role again? And we've seen Shahid be successful within special teams, and yeah. he's now starting to see more involvement within the offense. Let's move on into the Titans versus the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, who? <laughs> I can believe what? it. It was, you know, they made such a fuss over him on red zone when he when he had that yeah. first play, the first run, and then Zach Moss just dominated for the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you put it down to he obviously missed preseason for weeks yeah. on the pup list? You've, you've got to remember also the game plan. He signed the contract what Wednesday? Yeah. The game plan starts on Tuesday. Yeah, that's true. And uh, he'll be missing key snaps there. He's probably not going to be involved as much against the Titans but next week he'll he'll probably be the feature back yeah I think he'll come back next week but yeah like you say Zach Moss uh, 
23 rushes, 165 yards, two touchdowns. He also had 30 yards off two catches as well. So 195 total yards for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it feels like we said earlier in the year how it felt like he was making a statement. I'm the lead back. You don't need Jonathan Taylor. They pay Jonathan Taylor big money, and he looks like he's still making a ca- like yeah, making a claim making for a, um, not even a RB two almost like, like, like a committee the, like the one B yeah. like we say one A one B. Uh, maybe he's going to hold on to that 1B spot. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a perfect time again for JT to come back, especially with Anthony Richardson going out, yeah. or going out injured with the AC sprain. Disappointing. Um, he's obviously going to miss a few weeks. But um, good news is they've got the best backup in the league over there, aren't they? <laughs> Minshew Mania. How about that? Yeah, just he, he's Mr. Reliable. He's he's great to watch. I don't know if you saw it when, when they actually scored the... T- uh, uh, when. Zach Moss scored the touchdown. Him jumping off the field, mate. He's yeah. so he's just got so yeah, much so energy, animated. It's, it's it's brilliant to see, and he's also distributing the ball to everyone as well. You know, Michael Pittman had a good game, but also Josh Downs coming out and really having a massive up. game, really stepping up, solidifying himself as that number two over Alec, uh, Alec Pierce. Um, so yeah, he's he, he's in for a, in for a big season as the number two. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I sort of joke about him being the best backup in the league, but to be honest, I don't know how many people I rank over him. I think he's. I think he is. I think he's really yeah, he's really showed the last few weeks. I mean, he's gone and he's beaten the Ravens. He's come and he's beaten the Titans. I mean, these are big games for them for the yeah. Colts and. If they're looking at the playoffs, you know, they've got the Jags next week. They can beat the Jags. It's these divisional matchups. They're the ones you've got to win. If you can win six, you know, if you go 6-0 in the division, that's a great start in having that tiebreaker over them. It proved literally last season how important the tiebreaker was for the Jags. It literally came down to that last game against the Titans. If you get the win, you're in the playoffs. It doesn't even matter about the last week. So it proves proves again this week. On the Titans side of the ball, we saw... Vintage DeAndre Hopkins. That we haven't seen that in a while, have we? Yeah. Eight receptions, 140 yards. Looked much like his old self. Absolutely. Um, and also with uh with Derek Henry obviously leading the backfield, but Ty J Spears came in and he did he did a good job. I mean, we talked about the change of pace. You've got this big bruiser and Henry bringing Spears to be the speed guy. You know, he took that one to the house, didn't he? He did. He did. I feel like I go back on myself every single week. One say <laughs> I say, one week I say. You know, Henry's the lead back. And then I go, well, it's back again to the 50-50 yeah. snap share. And it was again this week. It, we're seeing the Titans being full. They, you know, they're getting stopped on first down of the run, stopped on second down of the run. And they're having to come out in, in a passing down. You take out Henry. You know Spears is going to come in uh, and be the passing back. And it, it proved again this week. I think you'll end up seeing Spears a lot more throughout the season, especially, you know, it's coming towards crunch time uh, in, in a game. When you need the final drive down the field, you're not going to force force <laughs> force running the ball. You'll you'll end up you seeing wheel routes coming out there, quick flares, quick quick outs from the running back. Just because that's what that's what Tannehill's known for. He's yeah. not known for forcing the ball down the field. Mm. He's much he's much rather to use his tight end, use his dump off running back, and and almost meticulate his way down the field. Yeah. Big word of the day: meticulate. Moving on, we've got the uh, Ravens at the Steelers again, which the Steelers won. After that, we've got the Panthers at the Lions. Um, <laughs> I was no, like, no. I was sat there ready for the rant. I was like, this is going to be good. You know, I'm, I'm ready for I this. I just one. thought we could skip over it. You know, yeah, have to talk well, about it. We, could no. talk, we could talk about the receivers. Yeah, <laughs> we could talk about the, the seven drops. It tied for the third most by any team since 2013. Wow. It was oh dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. I mean, it, it, oh, it's going to sound weird. And you know I'm a Lamar fanboy. I'll back him as much as I can. <laughs> Do you think that's the most impressive zero touchdown one interception performance we've ever seen? Do you know? Do you know what his PFF grade was? Ninety four point six. Best of all QBs this week. Really? And I think the best in the league. 
Yeah. Like of, in a, of any position. And I mean, when you haven't even thrown a touchdown, it says a lot about the rest of your offense. Uh, just disappointing. I mean, the defense continues to hold. Uh, they held as long as they could and offenses didn't capitalize. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you've said it perfectly there. It it really comes down to the drops, man. You, yeah. you saw touchdown drops. You saw crucial third down drops. It's just, it, it killed the offense. It really did. What I was going to bring up is, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, how long do you give Matt Canada? It, I, I did see a great post on the Ravens Reddit, and it was like, oh, Steelers fan coming in peace. I'd just like to say, screw you guys for playing the long game. You obviously just wanted Canada <laughs> to get a win so you could keep him in office for what, a bit longer. What I don't get as well about Canada is, you know, the actual touchdown to George Pickens, yeah. right? Kenny Pickett had one of the prettiest passes you'll see yeah. in this week of the NFL. But the camera immediately cut to Matt Canada and the whole offensive room is going crazy. And he sat there, stone faced, just no reaction. You know, you've just beaten your division rival and you don't react. It's is, a bit suspicious. Is it just me or is it like, I don't know, is it like he called something different and Pickett went, oh, I'm not running that. I'm audible. I'm not running that. Change that up. Yeah, like Pickett said at the start, at the, start of the week, he's like, if I ever see Pickens one-on-one, yeah. I'm throwing it to him. And I bet that's that, that, it's more than likely what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's disappointing because Marlowe's first week back. I mean, he went the whole he went the entire season last year without giving up a touchdown, and first week back he's given one up. Yeah, which is a bit disappointing. But you know, add that to the list of disappointment we've had this week. Um, well, the list will go on. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really will. Um, one other thing I want to pick up on, which is like really frustrated me this week, is like it's like I can push the losing to us to the side. That you know it happens. Sport. One of the things that's really really frustrated me is analysts uh, Stephen A. Smith who has come out and uh, said that the Ravens aren't getting their money's worth out of Lamar. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. So, so apparently, because of this loss, Lamar's not doing enough to be to like be worth his contract. Yeah. When you see he's literally like outside of maybe week one, he's he's been the whole reason for our success. Yeah. You look at him, like I said, the PFF grade. So he's obviously playing really well. He he, he could have had, I mean, he could have had like five touchdowns yeah. if there weren't for all the drops we had. Um, and the other thing, I mean, it, did did anyone say that about Joe Burrow at the start of the season? No, it's it's calf injury. We'll let him off. Yeah. But like Lamar, it's just straight on him. It's a it, he's it's, a running back. Yeah, he's a running <laughs> back. He's not a proper quarterback. Yeah. So is he worth the money? I don't know. I found that really frustrating, but um. Yeah, as a whole, a game that we'll love to put behind us and not have to. Uh, hopefully, if we play when we play the Steelers uh, later in the season, I do not want revenge to lose that game. One. We need a revenge game. We may as well dive straight into the next one then. Uh, Detroit Lions versus the Carolina Panthers. I think the big headline at the start of the game was no Armand Ross St. Brown. And not just was, that, no Jameer Gibbs either. No Jameer Gibbs, two massive offensive weapons inactive, and it didn't look like it affected them <laughs> one fact, bit. In fact, when you put it like that, now that I think about it, yeah, two of the most versatile weapons inactive, and yeah, not a problem. They still put up 40 on them. Yeah, I mean, Goff was able to... <laughs> Reynolds stepped up massively. He was he was fantastic throughout the game. I've already mentioned how bloody good Sam Laporta is. Yeah. Oh, I bloody love that man. He is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's so good. He's been carrying my fantasy, even though it didn't help I, this week. I do quite enjoy how um two of our two of our favourite players around the league are both Lions, like with yours being Laporte and mine being David Montgomery. Yeah, they're carrying both yeah. of our fantasy teams. They really are, they really are. <laughs> Montgomery obviously. Steals a massive of game. the draft. Yeah. 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 Montgomery, Montgomery hundred yards, touchdown. Um and I think as well, I I don't know, I think it proved a 
one, one of the things is it was quite big because we've seen him being used in like those short yardage like he'll just get six yards here seven yeah. yards there three yards here and to take a like a big run to the house like that it kind of shows he does have that uh home run speed yeah and without gibbs who is the speed guy uh it just shows he's he, he's just more it's more than just goal line work and short yardage, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you've got to also mentioned how free flowing this Lions offense yeah. is. The, the trick plays they're coming out with, obviously, they had the huge flea flick and then the, the right yeah, hand side awesome, down yeah. the right hand side to Sam Porter. But also, I don't know if you saw it, the direct snap to Montgomery. Did you see that? <laughs> Where it went I through did Goff's see legs? That because I, it's just the, the plays they're coming up with, he's, he, he's so good to watch. It makes me so happy seeing that play get used because. I don't know about you, but every week I think about like, could you imagine like fourth and one, you're sat and you're like, oh, well, they're going to sneak it, they're going to sneak it. And they just snap it through the quarterback's yeah. legs to the guy behind him. And, and those sort of direct snap plays are awesome and they just catch people off guard and it's just so good to see. I like, think that play would work even better but if Goff doesn't play action that side. Yeah, yeah. Goff play actions that side as soon as the direct snap's gone. Yeah. And I think if he play actions the other side, the yeah. whole defense is going to go that way and he's now... And, uh, Dave Montgomery has a free run to yeah. the left-hand side. Uh, I, I just feel like if that play is altered just a tad, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an even better play than it already is. Yeah, no, I like it though. It's a really, it, it, it's just a different play. I haven't seen one like that in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a team, they're just so exciting to watch. I mean, on defense, doing big things. The Panthers just struggled against them all game long. Aiden Hutchinson continues to look like a defensive player of the year candidate. So good, man. I mean, I don't <laughs> saying that uh, the guy runs like Waluigi, doesn't he? Have you seen Bro, that, that, that video? That. I I hope he comes out in the press and says something about yeah. that because what is he doing? I know it takes a chip, but why is he, why are his arms, his arms so are high? Pumping, aren't they? <laughs> he's swinging them. Yeah, he's... Oh, I love it though. I mean, oh, the interception was great as well, wasn't yeah, it? One handed huge pick. play. Um, he's just he's a force, and uh, when you've got young guys on the Lions defense, like you've got Hutchinson, you've got Brian Branch. I mean, um, Anzalone, and uh, you've got Jack Campbell, obviously that they drafted this year. I mean. They're building that defense for the future. Their offense has got young guys as well. I think that's what's so exciting about the Lions is we saw uh, we saw two years ago, obviously, it was the start of something great with Dan Campbell. Uh, you come into last season where they're pushing the playoffs, don't quite make it, but you know they have the, they finish on the high note. This was the year that they, we were going to really see them like take the NFL by storm. And they've done exactly that. I mean, four and one, putting up 42 points on the Panthers. Like, literally, the Panthers didn't have a chance. Yeah. One thing that I do want to mention about the Panthers is they came out at the start of the week saying that they are in need of a number one wide receiver. Adam Thielen did step up this week. Yeah, obviously. that's a bit harsh, actually. Yeah, yeah. Obviously got the 100 yards. I do still see them going into the trade market for yeah. a number one receiver. The only problem is they don't have much capital. No, um, exactly, yeah. But there's there's room out of Denver coming that a, a fire sale could happen anytime yeah. soon. Could Cortland Sutton be the number one guy there? Could Jerry Judy end up going there? Yeah. It, it feels like this this trade could happen within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think they do need another receiver uh, on account of how just how poor their run game is at the moment. I mean, Miles Sanders was that big money signing. We said it last week how much he's faltering. And at this point, like, Tuba Hubbard's taking the lead role. Yeah, I mean, he had more carries than him. He was more involved in the passing game. It, it's quite disappointing, to be honest. Sanders obviously had that Pro Bowl year, and since then he's been really poor. Next up, we've got the Falcons versus the Texans. The CJ Stroud win streak is over, yeah. annoyingly. Shame. Yeah. Um, but still not throwing an interception. No. So uh, still that's playing good very news. Well. I mean, Had a still huge drive at the, the end of the game as well. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, nice. Uh, nice. Well, 
it felt like a game-winning drive, but you know you can't leave Desmond Ritter too much time because that boy will make you pay. <laughs> <So I can laughs> His first that. ever fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, big big game for him. Really big. Uh, not just for like him as a player, but also just confidence-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. he looked lost against the Jags last week, didn't he? And all the talk came up of uh, do you put Heineke in? I mean, we were saying it last week. How much time has he got? But that's a statement game. It that's is. exactly the kind of game he needs. I and mean, twenty-eight of thirty-seven. 329 yards and a touchdown, and also obviously having the rushing touchdown as well. Yeah, massive. And also, can you believe it? Kyle Pitts led the team in He's receiving. He's back, yeah. <laughs> He's back. I really hope he is. God, it, it, it just feels like that was the first game where he was fully a part of the game plan. They were like, right, we're yeah. really going to start, start forcing the ball to you. And it, him and him, Drake London, Bijan Robertson is such a threat yeah. for any team and now with the addition of van jefferson oh yeah <laughs> this could actually be quite an exciting offense to watch yeah i mean and also the, just like the two tight end sets i mean johnny smith got really involved as well six catches 67 yards so like i think if you're using johnny smith as more like prototype tight end mm-hmm. uh and able to use kyle pitts as like the wide receiver tight end hybrid that he is i mean they've got they've got options there on that offense i mean Bijan Robinson, like, like, oh my I god, just, the where do I, catch. where do we go on that? I mean, did he even look at the ball? He sort of like, he looked at the ball, he stuck out his hand to it, and in the second, like the millisecond, it tore his hands. He just turns away and he just corrals it in Have with you one seen hand. The, the Falcons video yeah. of the keyframe where it follows the ball. It's brilliant, and isn't it? How, yeah, he catches it, traps it on his back, yeah. and he's look, already looking at the defender in front, makes yeah. a move, and just gets in the end zone. It's such, I mean, he's so good to it. It's literally Saquon Barkley two point Yeah, yeah, he really is. I mean. Some might even go as far as saying it's the next Barry Sanders. Really, I mean, I've seen comparisons. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's early days. We can't we can't give him too much hype too early. But my God, does he look good? Yeah, it looks very good. Exciting to watch. Next up, we got the Giants at the Dolphins. Uh, one team that seems to be going up and up, and one team that just seems to fall further down. Giants are struggling. Dolphins capitalize, but to be honest. Maybe not as one side as we might have thought it would be. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, the, the the Dolphins' rush game looks fantastic. A-Chan is obviously absolutely flying. I hope the knee injury isn't that serious, but most of it is a, a great backup to him. Yeah. Um, the passing game obviously looks strong. Whenever you've got Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle, it doesn't matter. Um, but Tua did throw two poor interceptions, I yeah. feel. Uh, it looked like the old Tua, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And there was a, obviously the big talk about him being the MVP front runner and things like that. And that has obviously taken a, a knock in in his in his bid for the uh, yeah. for the MVP this season. He's now but he's now second at the moment. Um, he's just got to eliminate that from his game. Uh, I mean that that game could have ended up being another, you know, Miami Dol- uh, Miami versus Denver game. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was pick six, wasn't it? Yeah, and it just sort of gave the Giants some momentum to help them maybe get back into the game. Yeah. Um, as a as a Ravens fan, seeing Wink Martindale, I it's tough. How are you gonna leave Tyreek Hill one on one on all out blitzes? You just can't do it. I feel like I know Wink likes to blitz and he likes to just get pressure at the quarterback, mm-hmm. but Tyreek Hill, I just don't think you can. There's any scenario you can leave him one on one. No, not at all. And they paid for it, didn't they? Yeah, massively. Uh. Uh, the Dolphins' defense is another thing we've got to talk about, and how dominant they were in the pass rush. What was it like seven sacks again? Yeah, uh, it, it does seem to be more of the the Giants' offensive line causing that rather than the Dolphins' defense being dominant. Um, I don't know what's going on with Evan Neal and how <laughs> I, how strong his performances were last year yeah. compared to this season. Again, obviously there was the video that came out about him just 
ignoring yeah. an edge rusher going going around the outside of him. Well, I remember as the game was going on, I remember seeing a message from you saying Evan Neal might be the worst offensive tackle in football. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was it was it was just that play. The replay popped up, and I was yeah. uh, obviously it was a first instant reaction. I was like, how it, it how can you get your assignment it? wrong that mm. badly? It yeah. looked like he wanted to block his guard rather than the edge rusher. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I yeah I just didn't get that. Um, Giants run game. Uh, oh my god, that they are desperate for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean. Did you know who Eric Gray was coming into this week? It just reminds me of the Gray running back from the Patriots that obviously had the four touchdown game. That's kind of what, oh, I, what? Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Oh my god! Oh yeah, Jonas Gray. Jonas Gray. Yeah, that's great knowledge. That's just great, great knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what. Uh, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Is it?" I, I was like, "Is it him?" Same but guy, obviously, it's not. Yeah. But yeah, like seriously desperate for Saquon to come back now. I mean, they they don't know what they're doing in that backfield. They're struggling, and he's the guy that they need um, to come lead him. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing is Daniel Jones. How serious is the injury? Is the concussion going to lead into next week? Uh, it all starts with the offensive line. The, the Giants' offensive line has always been a problem throughout the last well, since, since Daniel Jones got drafted. I really, twenty nineteen. The last time they they've had a strong a offensive line. So yeah, uh, I th- something's got to change in in New York. Good thing they have the second best backup in the league. Now I'm joking. I just love Tyra Taylor, don't I? <laughs> Any praise to Tyrell Taylor. Any Sam, praise Sam to Tyrell Taylor. Now going into the later games, we had the Bengals at the Cardinals. The one week that I come up against both Joe Burrow <laughs> and Jamar Chase in fantasy football, they absolutely pop off. I mean, it was, you know, I, I put it in the TikTok clip that we published and how Jamar Chase was just saying, I'm always open. Yeah. He was open all bloody game. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. Out of 15 catches. That's 15. what I couldn't believe. Yeah. You know, he was he was unbelievable that game. Joe Burrow was just like, right, yeah, I haven't got T. Higgins. I'm focusing on Jamar Chase the full game. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but it obviously uh, put him in the history books. So he became the fifth player with 15 receptions and three touchdowns in a single game. Uh, joining Steve Largent, Jerry Rice, Jimmy Smith, and just just want to take a moment to see how sick it is that this man's on this list. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, the most the underrated receiver of our generation. I felt like you were going to say Tory Smith. You're, you're like building it up to be a Raven. So but I yeah, like, I mean, obviously Smith. helps the Bengals get back on track for what was really a must-win game for them. Um, on the defensive side, Trey Hendrickson. I mean, I I like to describe him as like a boom or bust defender in terms of like the stats he produces. Like he'll come out one game with one tackle. And then he'll come out with this game, two yeah. sacks. Yeah, he's now joint second for leading sacks in the NFL behind, obviously, uh, TJ Watt. But we won't talk about that because that will yeah, bring back a few memories. Weeks as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing for the Cardinals is, well, one loss is that uh, James Conner could yeah, be out big. for a while. Yeah, uh, That's obviously going to be concerning. Their offense kind of revolves around him. Obviously, Josh Dobbs has done pretty well to start this season. Yeah. But their run game is kind of what they lean on. Um, a slow game from Zacherts. Obviously, he had a big game last week. They've kind of he's kind of settled down this week. Uh, did get the touchdown though. Um, um, obviously, Marquise Brown, former Raven, had a pretty decent game as well. But he's yeah, they well. they they need that run game back. Uh, I think as soon as they lost James Conner, that's when we started to see the uh, the Josh Dobbs interceptions creep in. Yeah, I mean it's tough losing James Conner, but to be fair to uh, undrafted rookie Amari Demacado, he uh, stepped up, didn't he? He had. 10 rushes, 45 yards and the touchdown. Yeah, big game. Um, good to see him come in. And then obviously, like, we spoke last week about Rondell Moore being that change of pace guy. Yeah. Um, and it's quite good to see him again. I mean, only three rushes, but for 50 yards. So obviously one of them won big time. Um, I think 
I think that's what they're going to need if they're not going to have the consistency of James Conner. Um, they need things to just alleviate some of the pressure off Josh Josh Dobbs, mm-hmm. because like you say, um, as soon as Connor left, uh, he started throwing the interceptions, which yeah. he'd been good for for the entire year. He'd not been turning yeah. the ball over, but yeah, um, not a bad game from the Cardinals. I mean, they pushed the Bengals, but just couldn't do anything about Chase, and that's what killed them. Yeah, one thing that I did love that uh, Zach Taylor said in his post game kind of like victory speech in the thing was like, you know this is the second quarter of the season. We're 1-0 now. Let's just build off that yeah. and, and let's put the first four games behind us and let's progress from here. Yeah, I mean, 2-3 and three now, What they could they could just win out and be 14-3, and three, couldn't they? Yeah. In the season. I mean, you never know. I think that's the thing with these sort of like early season dips that we see from teams. Uh, obviously, I, as a Ravens fan, like was really enjoying the Bengals struggling these weeks because I know that the season's long and they'll come back from it. So, AFC North still up for grabs. I mean, we've got Ravens sat on three and two, uh, Steelers sat on three and two, Bengals on two and three, and the Browns on two and two. So, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's getting ball. close in the AFC North. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Okay, let's dive into the Eagles versus the Rams. We see the Eagles pull out the victory away in Los Angeles. Uh, close game, though. Yeah, I mean, these are the games we want to see the Rams pushing teams in. We've said about them. Uh, potentially being that seventh seed for the wild card maybe um they're two and three at the moment but they've just been they've been in games and uh especially with the return of my man cooper cup <laughs> very good to see him uh back in the fray i mean eight catches for 118 yards uh he looked so good on the first yeah. drive uh i was worried at the start of this game that you know Cooper Cup was going to just be the heart and soul of the offense. They yeah. would completely ignore the two rookies. But we did see Kyron Williams get 13 carries. We also saw Puka Nakua get seven catches on the touchdown as well. So it, it, they are still feeding the ball. And then obviously now, with the news of Van Jefferson getting traded, that it's there's going to be no targets taken away from Puka at all. Mm. He's definitely still going to be a, fo- a focal point of the offense. Kyron Williams is obviously now the featured back. That's already been discovered yeah. throughout earlier weeks and when uh, what's his name Cam Akers got traded. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it it seems like with the addition of Cooper Cup, that offense is now just going to be flying. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I don't I don't understand the people that seem to think that Cup coming back would take away Nakua's role because, like, how many NFL offenses operate with just one receiver? Exactly. You know, they need people to spread the ball about. Uh, and Naku was obviously going to keep his job, and then uh, Tutu Atwell. I mean, he got the touchdown on the first exactly. drive. So uh, I think obviously they're going to be operating in a smaller capacity to what they have been, but that's because that's because they've been just like carrying incredible loads. I mean, Stafford's been passing the ball to them to feed and them targets. Yeah, Cup's obviously going to take his share, but yeah, they're still going to use all of them. And you look at, literally, on the other side of the field, a team that utilises multiple offensive weapons is the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles with AJ Brown going over 100 yards, they had Dallas Goddard going over 100 yards. It's it's just making sure that you are u- utilising your weapons in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the, my favourite things I wanted to pick out from this game is, uh, yeah, the Eagles produced 300-yard players uh, by total yardage. I mean, yeah. Swift had 70 rushing and 38 receiving. Mm-hmm. So when you've got three players pushing 100 yards like by themselves it just shows the ability that eagles have to they're not just force feeding one guy they've got people to distribute it to uh and like devon smith had a quiet game but doesn't matter yeah you know they're still winning games comfortably with the way their offense is moving the ball 
I know we talk about it every single week as well, but how good is that Eagles defensive line? Oh. It proved again this week how they were just able to shut down how how good the Rams' run, run game was in yeah. the last in the first four weeks of the season. And you know, you, you see the sacks coming in as well from the edge, edge guys. Hassan Reddick got two, I believe. Jalen Carter got two as well. Wow, Jalen Carter got two. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, he's he's solidified that uh, defensive player of the or rookie of the year, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean he. I think he was most people's call for defensive rookie of the year, wasn't, wasn't he? Mine. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> My bad. But I mean, he's looked great so far, and yeah, two sacks. I don't know. He he's going to be a force. We reckon with. Yeah, it's crazy to think how nine teams passed on him. Uh, he's yeah. just he's unbelievable. He, I th- I thought something would you know come out. Everyone was saying that he was, you know, he wasn't fit for his combine run or his pro day. Was this going to affect him in the league at all? It has not affected him one no. bit. He is just—he is so good to watch. He's just absolutely dominant. It is just Aaron Donald two point You know, he's a bigger version of Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah. No, he—I uh, he, think he's going to have the exact same career path as well. I think we're just going to yeah. see him just every year he's healthy, he'll be in the defensive player of the year conversation. I'd—I'd I'd put that down now. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on, uh, more disappointment on our end. Yeah, uh, the Jets <laughs> at the Broncos. Give me your thoughts. Oh, it's just so tough, man. It's just so tough. Game starts starts off well. Start with a three and out. Brilliant. Buzzing off that. Straight away punt. Muff the punt. Sets the tone of the day, yeah. really, that does. Um, obviously, we hold them again. And then we, we go and score a quick touchdown. Fantastic. Uh, we then stop them again. They they punt. Safety. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just felt like we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot the whole game. Started the third quarter again just no movement we had one total yard in the whole of the third quarter which is just really abysmal yeah oh it's tough isn't it yeah you're it's not really gonna win tough. games with that it's really tough i think this week came down to russ's decision making most of all um i think the play calling definitely could have been better within the uh run to pass distribution we didn't run the ball enough i, I thought you know, it started so strong with Jalen McLaughlin. Yeah, I was going to say McLaughlin, he, he was big in the first quarter, wasn't he? He looked he, like he was going to have a great game. He started off huge, you know. We, I, we put in our group chat, 14 yeah. points, literally, on the first drive. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And then we didn't see him for the rest of the game. Yeah. Why? We, obviously, with, with Juonce out, he's been the electrifying part of the offense. Yeah. Keep him in, you know. Let's try and utilize him. And then in the receiving game, uh, some RJP run actually led us in, yeah. in the receiving. Which is just... <laughs> One thing I do want to talk about is the effort of Cortland Sutton is just non-existent. There was one play where he had it was it was a full verts call against cover two, so he would have been open down yeah. the left hand side, and he's just jogging. And it just you doesn't it doesn't that. help Russ one bit. Yeah, and Russ didn't Russ didn't play well this week. I, I I could be the first to admit that, but he's he's been good in the first four four weeks of the yeah. game. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't think Russ is the problem. Um, I obviously think. The big problems defense, as we've said. Yeah. I mean, giving up was it thirty-one points to the to the Jets. I think w- the turning point in in the, in the defensive side of the ball was as soon as DJ Jones got injured. Uh, we were really we were doing a great job of stopping the run. He's our he's our nose tackle. He's the absolute anchor of the defense. Yeah. As soon as he got injured, first play, seventy-two yard touchdown. Yeah. Uh, you knew it was going to happen as, as 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 soon as he got injured. So, I just hope that injury's not in the long term, but. You know, I've mentioned it at the start of this podcast. I mentioned it throughout the podcast. If Broncos don't win on Thursday, I expect to see a big fire sale. It's been yeah. all over the media. I could see 
the the players that I see untouchable are Pat Satan, Nick Benito, Quinn Myers, Jalen McLaughlin. I see, they're the only four that I really see that the Broncos would be like, right, we're definitely keeping on to these guys. But yeah. I could see a lot of there could be a lot of movement just trying to cash in and you know finally admit let's do a proper rebuild now rather than just trying to build off what we've got. Yeah, I mean, really tough for the Broncos. I did just want to take a minute just to look at um, a guy that probably frustrated you all game but for me I was really happy to see him perform well that's Brees Hall yeah he was uh, he was unbelievable I mean obviously week seven last year uh Torres ACL against the very us. same stadium mm-hmm. uh so he comes back a year later and he just takes that lead back role 177 yards and the touchdown another long run which killed us again yeah, he, yeah. he's done it in back-to-back games against the Broncos yeah you know, and, and that's the thing because in that game last year he looked so good and yeah. I remember he had that long touchdown run and I I was looking at him and I was thinking man this guy's gonna have a good game yeah and then you see him go down and you i just i remember the feeling of just absolute pain for the guy like he was leading offensive rookie of the year at that Mm -hmm. point Uh, yeah he was Uh, walking away with it exactly and and i think he would have done if the season if he'd played the full season uh so it's really tough for him to go down there and then miss the entire year but it's good to see him back i mean robert salah said he should be into a lead back role yeah no restrictions and i don't know it's a shame it happened against the broncos but I'm glad he's back. Yeah, definitely. One bright spark for the Broncos, I've got to think, is Pat Satan. Yeah. Uh, his matchup against Garrett Wilson was one that I was excited to watch for. Uh, he shadowed him on 69% of all plays. He had four total targets. Was only, only gave up one catch for 12 yards and obviously wow. got the interception against him. It just proves yeah. that he is the best corner in the league. Uh, I just feel like if the Broncos do trade him, it would be a, such a detrimental yeah. effect for the future of the team. You, you just can't allow to get rid of a player like that. Yeah, I mean, like, if you are getting rid of a player like that, you've got to be getting compensation that is going to set you up. Because if you're if you're not getting enough out of it, it's like we look at uh, the Bears getting rid of Roquan Smith yeah. for a second rounder. I think it'll be like the Minka trade. I think it'll be like the Jamal Adams trade. If he yeah. was to go, it would be two firsts. And yeah. Whatever added on to it. You know, yeah, we, no, could, I agree. we could see huge, a, a big deal if he does go. Next up, we got the Vikings versus the Swiftless Chiefs. Sorry, <laughs> Swiftless Chiefs. Um, so we can finally stop talking about that. <laughs> of course I bring it up. Why did I bring it up? It doesn't matter. We're going to carry on. Probably the controversial game of the week, right? Um, had an interesting end to the game. Huge call at the end of the game. Um, which is, is, is all over Twitter at the moment. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to know what, what was actually said by the ref. Was was he telling Legeracy to put his helmet back on so he didn't get penalised? Was it then a pass interference? Was it an uncatchable ball? There's just, from one play, I haven't seen that much drama in a long time on Twitter. <laughs> Funnily enough, I would say the most drama I've seen from a play is since last week when the Chiefs played the Jets, when they had all those penalties on one play you, again. You, you say that, but there, on Twitter, there was only a couple of clips of that. Yeah. This this week has, has, uh, has flooded Twitter, I think. Wow. Yeah, I mean... It's tough when when there's such a big narrative around the Chiefs at the moment of them just being like favoured by the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't do many favours, does it? Well, it's no, the narrative. You know, you see obviously like the the, the Instagram bio being with two and over or three and over Swifties yeah. now. It, it just doesn't put a good look, especially when the refs are telling players to you know they're giving them free free warnings, free free outs almost. You know, yeah. if he does keep his helmet off that's a 15 yard penalty unsportsmanlike conduct is an automatic first down and the, the Vikings have a great chance to tie the game yeah and we had a friend of ours point out uh, the DJ Moore helmet uh, taking yeah. the helmet off at the end of the, la- uh, the game against the Falcons last year and how that obviously that was playoff game. implications wasn't it mm. um, so I think it's crazy when you look at 
it in context of that game. Uh, and then this, like the Vikings don't get anything for it. I don't know. It, it's 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 not good. It's not a good look. Uh, no. Aside from that, second biggest narrative is Justin Jefferson's injury. Uh, with two injuries morning. in that game. You've got to talk about Justin Jefferson. You've also got to talk about Travis Kelsey as well. I don't oh, know of how, course, yeah. You know how how impactful is that going to be for the, for the future of the, the Chiefs? Um, they, they've proved that 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 tight end room has got crazy depth. Yeah, it just feels like anyone you plug in that system is going to do really well. But yeah, Kelsey's going to be a, a blow. But Justin Jefferson, obviously now on IR. Yeah. Uh, minimum four weeks is what it is. Um, it's it's tough for a Vikings team that's one and four. They're now losing their best player. They're in a debacle of who's going to be their quarterback for the future. Is it time to just admit this season that is one and done uh, and get ready to either take, you know, Drake May if he falls there. You've got Quinn Ewers, uh, Shadur Sanders, you know, who, yeah. who's going to be their guy for the future. Yeah, I mean, they're in a tough spot now, the Vikings, aren't they? Uh, one and four, they're going to be without Justin Jefferson for four weeks. But in fairness, when you look at the next four games, I mean, they've got the 49ers, which is obviously, I think we could chalk that up to be a loss. Yeah. But the other three are the Bears, Packers, and Falcons. So Two divisional games, which are huge. Two divisional games. And, you know, can they keep competitive in those games without Jefferson? I mean, Jordan Addison stepped up nicely in this game. He had the touchdown. Uh, obviously, TJ Hawkinson's one of the better tight ends in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Madison's been good the last few weeks. I mean, outside of this week, maybe. If they get that run game going, they could definitely be competitive. You know, yeah. in past seasons, the Vi the Vikings have lent on that run game in, in in so many years. With whether it being you know AP, whether it being uh, Cook, whether that now being Madison and Cam Akers for the future, they've yeah. got to start leaning on that for the next four weeks. Next up, we have got the second beatdown of the week, and that was the 49ers versus the Cowboys. Just a dominant performance. That felt like there was a bit of, uh, you know, there wasn't the strong performance in the playoffs last season when these two m met up. Uh, this time, the f the 49ers wanted to make amends. They just went for them. It's it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Because the Cowboys, I don't know, the Cowboys have spent half the season being one of the top teams. They've spent half the season saying, mm, are, are they for real? Yeah. Uh, they come up against the Niners. It's time to make a statement, and it's the Niners making the statement, and they're Absolutely. saying, we are the best team in the league. You're not close to us. All we've got to do is go and beat uh, beat the Eagles in Week 12 and just prove to everyone, NFC one seed, wrap it up, take themselves to another Super Bowl. This easily could be the longest we see an undefeated team for a while. Yeah. I think last one we kind of saw was the Steelers when they kind of did it. They went, what, 11 wins? Yeah. Was it? And again, it comes to that Week 12. Will they beat that Steelers one? Will they go 12-0? and 0? Yeah. It, this is the If there's any team to do it, this is the team to do it. Every part of that team was lights out. They're just so complete. The, the the defense was so good at just suffocating Dak in the pocket. There was no room for, for the run game. Uh, every offensive weapon was involved. Christian McCaffrey, I could go on and on about how good he was, but he wasn't even leading Russia for him. Uh, Brock Purdy is just the ultimate game manager. Perfection in every way. Yeah. The, the, the play calling from Kyle Shanahan spot on literally they they watched the lions game when that play looks good let's put that in our yeah, offense yeah. scored a touchdown off it it's just yeah, identical oh, every part of it just looked amazing it, it's just there's only so much you can say about them now there's just they're they're just so good at everything it seems like i mean when you look at dallas they need their they need their big time players don't they to yeah. step up if they want to be winning games like this but cd lamb he was held i mean isaiah oliver did a great job covering him um 
Pollard, I mean, he only had 29 yards rushing. It's an, just an all-round game for the Niners, which we've seen the entire year. They've always been an all-round team. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, of those four Brock Purdy touchdown throws, three of them to George Kittle. Mm. Uh, so another big game from him. I, it's just, they're just so complete. I don't know any other way to put it. They're just, yeah. they've just got, they've got weapons on offense. They've got huge big time players on defense. I, I think the Eagles, I can't wait for the, these two to play because the Eagles have looked so good, obviously still undefeated as well. I just can't wait to find out which of these teams takes that win. I mean, it's in Philadelphia that game. Mm-hmm. We know the Philly crowd, but it's going to be a redemption game for 49ers. Oh yeah, they're going to go. Brock's going to want to make amends for what happened in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, um, so that's going to be exciting. One thing that I do want to mention on the Cowboys side is I feel like they're just missing another offensive weapon, and that being a wide receiver too. Yeah. I just feel like Michael Gallup isn't that guy that's going to help Dak enough. They they obviously have got Jake Ferguson at tight end, but the, I feel like there is one. There's one piece of the puzzle missing there, yeah, and I mean, that is another offensive weapon. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks was quiet as well, wasn't he? He only had the one catch, so yeah. they they could do with an extra weapon for Dak. Final game of the week uh, is the Packers at the Raiders. Um, we just watched the highlights before starting recording yep. this, didn't we? Uh, just have a look at Jordan Love, because uh, we've, we've backed him all season, really, haven't we? We've talked about how good he looks and mm-hmm. how excited we are for how he's going to develop as a quarterback. But he looked... He he didn't look good, did he? No, it, it was it was frustrating to see because, like you say, we've been bigging him up all season. I was really enjoying watching him play the first three weeks of the season, and now each week it's kind of going downhill yeah. ever so slightly. We thought that it would start to come back up with Christian Watson coming back, and you know Aaron Jones had a little feature last week, but he you know he needs to elevate his game now. He's he's got his number one target. Let's start using him. It kind of came down to the final play. We literally watched it there. Uh, Watson was open. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't get the ball out quick enough. You see the uh Matt LaFleur's reaction on the sideline going absolutely crazy at him. Yeah. Because he just holds on the ball holds on to the ball for too long. I know he's got to readjust because the pocket does collapse, but you see so many quarterbacks just lob it up there. Yeah. Especially when a player's that wide open, it's yeah, gotta exactly. be done. Even the quarterback play on the other side of the ball wasn't great. Jimmy yep. Garoppolo, we looked at one interception that he threw literally into triple coverage. Yeah, it was poor, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it, it helps that, obviously, the run game's back. Josh Jacobs had a much better game compared to, you know, the first four weeks of the season. First, yeah, first four weeks of the season. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, Jacobs um, refining that form from last year. I think he's... he's he. Uh, well, I say refining, he's... he's he was at such a high level last year, wasn't he? And, yeah, definitely. And he's not quite there yet, but he's just been more involved, which I think is the main thing. Whereas the first few weeks of the season, he just he looked like he was getting touches and doing absolutely nothing with them. At least these last two weeks, he's really started to put things together a bit better. I think that's the way for the that the, the Raiders are going to have to go forward. They need to really dive into that run game and just take as much pressure off Jimmy as possible. I feel yeah. like if Jimmy's going to... It's it's going to be very similar to how the Titans play. I think that's the way that the Raiders have got to do it. We looked at... I, I go back to it again, but the, the interception, I get it's the play action. You've done the right thing there, but the check down's wide open. Yeah. Why aren't you using the check down when you're forcing it into triple coverage? Yeah. And it's a, almost, it is a guaranteed interception. Yeah, yeah. Two of the uh, best stat lines to come out of this game uh, on opposite sides of the ball. I mean, we've got Jacoby Myers for the Raiders. Uh, he had another big game, seven catches, 75 yards, and the touchdown. Uh, he's cemented himself as a big wide receiver too in that yeah. offense now, hasn't he? Uh, when you've got Devontae Adams out there, 
who was relatively quiet for the majority of the game. Um, it's good to see the wide receiver two step up and that being Jacoby Myers, uh, which is really good from him. On the other side of the ball, uh, AJ Dillon finally makes the most of his uh, number one role in the running game for the Packers. Uh, not gr- really efficient with his touches, but still making 76 yards and a touchdown. He He's just... I don't still don't think... We see backups that sort of make their way to other teams to be lead backs or maybe the lead back ahead of them is uh, is cut to push them. I mean, like we saw with Madison and Darwin Cook. Yeah. I don't know if AJ Dillon's that guy. I think he'll remain a backup or like just a second running back for his career. Mm-hmm. But um, Like a, a smart JP Ryan kind yeah. of guy, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But um, at least a bit of a better performance from this week. Yeah, definitely. I do feel like the Packers are still missing Aaron Jones. Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, it just feels like that safety blanket for uh, Jordan Love. And we saw it in the first four weeks, you know, just being able to even even you look at the touchdowns that Jordan Love actually did throw. It, it felt like there were dump offs uh, that ended up being long runs. Yeah. So having Aaron Jones back just gives him that that freedom to, to start moving the ball in the place that he wants to put the ball. Because Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon just isn't that receiving back. No, like, not. like Aaron Jones. is. so, yeah. I feel like once he's back, we'll start to see the old Jordan Love come back. Right, let's finish off with our weekly predictions. Uh, last week, I got 10 correct. Sam, you only got seven. What happened? Yeah, I started the season strong, but I feel like I'm falling off a little bit. So uh, yeah, I've won two, I've on, two on the week. bounce now. Yeah. It's uh, got to make up for it this week. Let's start off with Thursday Night Football. Uh, Chiefs versus Broncos. The last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs, was in 2015 on a Thursday night football in Arrowhead. Uh, I was Ooh. still at school when that that game happened, <laughs> uh, just to prove how long ago it was. Um, do I see it happening to uh, on Thursday? Uh, no, <laughs> Chiefs win. <laughs> Simple as. You know, it's really funny because I'm I'm going to agree, Chiefs win. But don't you just feel like these are the narratives we see happen in the NFL where? It's like they're never going to win. And then someone pulls up, oh, yeah, but did you know the last time there was a full moon and there was like <laughs> so- someone had been president for two years and, yeah. and and yeah, and then they won the game. And it feels like history repeats itself. So I'm kind of looking at it and I'm just like, I part of me just wants to pick Broncos yeah. just because then if I'm Trust right, me, I, I, like I want to pick the Broncos. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's no, hard to, isn't it? Especially the, the way the, uh, the the refs are helping out the Chiefs. Oh, you know, tell me about it. No, this is the decider for the Broncos season. Um, if it, It's not the decider for the season, sorry. It's the decider to see if we have the big fire sale, I think. If we yeah. don't win this one, uh, we'll see a lot of change within the Broncos roster. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens Thursday night. All right, next up. We have a London game. Sam's Ravens are in London. Uh, the Ravens versus the Titans. Sam, what's your prediction for your Ravens? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big one because I don't know. I we've just been so on and off these last few weeks, but one of the things I think we have been successful in is run defense. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to see us contain Derrick Henry a bit. I think the way our defense plays. We could uh, could force Ryan Tannehill on some bad throws, maybe get some turnovers. Uh, also now, like, Martin Humphrey's back, uh, get a game under his belt. Marcus Williams is back with a game under his belt. I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. So, um, and you know what? Some of those Ravens, there's got to be some Ravens personnel in the building that were there the last time we went to London. <laughs> and they've got to be say. saying, 
we are not having that happen again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to pick the Ravens. But yeah. I, th- I think it'll be a really close game, to be honest. I think it'll be a close game. I'm also going to go for the Ravens. I think, uh, yeah, if if you're able to stop the run game, like we said, it forces Tannehill to start passing the ball, and that's where uh, the Titans force errors. One thing I will say, though, it's going to be nice when it comes to the 6 o'clock games, and me and you aren't stressed out worrying about our <laughs> teams because we've both already played. So that'd be that quite nice. very true. Right, first of the six o'clock games, we have the Dolphins versus the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to make this short and sweet. I'm going for the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, Panthers starting the season 0-6. Not great, is it? No, not great. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a process for them with Bryce Young. Yeah. It's not going to happen within the first season. We knew that. Uh, yeah, and let's be honest, we saw the same thing happen to Trevor Lawrence, didn't we? He yeah. started his first season very, very poorly, with team record-wise, anyway. Um, yeah. They so, ended up having back-to-back first-round pick, first exactly. overall picks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we could see that happen here, but obviously they they don't own their first yeah. overall pick. <laughs> uh, next up, Texans versus the Saints. Sam, are you going for? Ooh, ooh, it's a tight one, isn't it? Um, I'd like to see CJ Stroud continue his no interception streak, but I think this is the week it gets broken. Uh, I think wow. the Saints' defense is strong. I think, especially Tank Dell. Uh, looking like he could be missing the game uh, in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans obviously just lost to the Falcons this week, just barely. Saints put up a strong performance with the Patriots. Everything is pointing towards saying the Saints are going to win this one. So I'm going to pick the Texans. <laughs> I actually am. I think. I'm, I think. I think. Oh no! I. Either way, oh, right, okay, I'm going for the Saints. I'm happy to say that I'm going for the Saints. I've backed the Saints all season. They were my pick to win that division. So I think this is the game that, you know, they have to continue that winning streak. And why, why not against the Texans? So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints. You, I've never, for, for the audio <laughs> listeners, this man is tossing and turning in his seat because he cannot decide who to go for. It's so tough. These are... Oh. Denny's predictions on the spot is not the one. <laughs> <laughs> Next week you're going to prepare. <laughs> yeah, next week I'm going to prepare. Um, Drum roll. Texans. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it when we differ. All right. Next up, Falcons versus the Commanders. Uh, Falcons starting their the winning streak. Commanders obviously coming off an L, but have a longer rest time. Sam, who are you going for here? Well, if the Falcons win games when they play at home, the way I see it. That's that's where they seem to be strongest. Is where Desmond Ritter seems to be most comfortable. Uh, Commanders looked so poor against the Bears. Do they have a bounce back week? I mean, we saw it with like the Bills Eagles exchange, so maybe they do. But I think the Falcons take it. I'm going to go with the Commanders. <laughs> uh, we've seen it where it goes: good week, bad week, good week, bad week, good week, bad week for the Commanders. Yeah. Uh, bad week last week, good week this upcoming that's week. I feel like they're going to beat the Falcons. Next up, we've got an AFC South matchup. Uh, the Jags at the Colts. We touched on this earlier. This is a big game for the Colts. Might be able to swing the division in their favour with a win here. They are going to Jacksonville, though, and they're going to be without Anthony Richardson. But Minshew Mania has been doing his thing. So it's, I think this is a really tight one to call. <laughs> uh, but the Jags, obviously, just coming off the back of the big win in London over the Bills. I think they continue that momentum and I'm going to give it to the Jags. Yeah, we talk about travel sometimes being an issue, especially coming back from London, you know, how quickly they're going to come back, how quickly they're going to prepare. The Jags have done it every single season. I feel like if there's any team not to be affected by it, it'll be them. So I'm going to pick the Jags here. Next up, we have the Bengals versus the Seahawks. The Seahawks coming off their bye week. Who are you taking here, Sam? Bengals bounced back big time last week, but it was against the Cardinals, which I think 
no disrespect to the Cardinals, but I think the Seahawks give them a much tougher game, especially yeah. with their defense and now having the week off with a bye week. I mean, sometimes we see that slows teams down, but I think the rest will benefit them quite greatly. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I am going to take the Bengals here with an asterisk on it being that T Higgins comes back. If T Higgins comes back, I feel like the Bengals will be absolutely fine. I feel like the game will still be... It was, You know what? Take away the asterisks. I still think the Bengals will win, even without T Higgins. Um, it will be a closer game without T Higgins, but I just feel like if there's any re- receivers to cause trouble to a young secondary that the, the Seahawks have, especially without Jamal Adams, it will be Cincinnati. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. I was going to say, if we're putting asterisks on things, I'm going to put an asterisk on Geno Smith's health. Pete Carroll obviously came out Monday. Uh, he said his knee was fine, but obviously did get hurt last week. He's questionable at the moment. Yeah. Whether that changes as practice goes on, I don't know. But yeah, two big, uh, two big injury what-ifs, really, going into this week. Definitely. Uh, NFC North matchup now. We have the Bears versus the Vikings. Bears coming off a huge win, and then the Vikings are desperate for a win. Uh, and the first one without Justin Jefferson. We spoke about how, you know, the fixtures do favour the Vikings during the four weeks they're not going to have him. But I don't know if that's going to be enough to, to carry them through this game. I feel like the Bears really had something clicking, especially the last two weeks on offence. Yeah. So I just, and, and against a weak, weak Minnesota defence, I feel like they're going to pick up another win here. I feel like it'd be typical Bears to have the game against the Vikings, like a weak Vikings defence where their offence decides to stop working. Yeah. But... I don't think that's the case. I think they've really figured something out. They've got it clicking, like you say. A um, little bit of health concerns with the backfield, uh, with Khalil Herbert and mm-hmm. Roshan Johnson. But if that gets cleared up, I think the Bears can win this one. Yeah, I think in Soldier Field as well. It yeah. kind of leans towards the Bears win. Uh, next up, we've got the 49ers at the Browns. Uh, tough one? No. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think it's another good test for Brock Purdy in the offense. Brown's defense has uh, has been quite good this season, and they've got the rest coming off the bye week. But even if the Niners' offense struggles, which to be honest, I don't think it will, uh, I do think the Browns' offense is going to struggle, and I think the Niners' defense will be stifling as always. So yeah, Forty Niners win this one. Yeah, I think the matchup of the week is obviously going to be Trent versus Miles uh, Garrett. Ooh. I think that's going to be a great matchup. Really yeah. excited to watch that. Um, so yeah I think it depends on Miles Garrett if you can stop him you, you, you're going to end up winning the game so let's see how Trent Williams manages that next up we have the Patriots at the Raiders uh, Patriots after two absolute beatdowns are desperate for a win um, it's a Josh McDaniels kind of revenge game so there's a bit of uh, fighting from both teams I'm going to pick the well, this obviously had the the Jacoby Myers play as well from last year. Yeah, of course, That's what you got to remember. So Jacoby Myers revenge game. Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah. but I'm going to pick the Patriots. I feel like uh, Bill can't allow for three blowouts in yeah in that many weeks. Um, yeah, I just feel like Mac Jones has got to start clicking somewhere if he wants to keep his job, uh, and this is one that you have to win. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed to be honest because I was. This was going to look like a great matchup with Devontae Adams and Christian Gonzalez. Obviously, we've been robbed of that, unfortunately. Um, and it's that kind of thing which I think is going to sway this game in the Raiders' favour. Um, I don't know if the Patriots will be able to contain uh, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers and Josh Jacobs. Um, like say, a big game for Jacoby Myers against his old team. Um, I don't know. I think 
at the Raiders as well. Uh, stadium's got great atmosphere, so I think I'm going to give it to the Raiders. Moving on, we have the Lions versus the Buccaneers. This is going to be a close one, I think. I think this will be quite an exciting game, especially it being in Tampa as well and them coming off a bye week. Yeah, I mean, we we often see teams come out of a bye week uh, looking refreshed and looking like, you know, a revitalized version of themselves. We saw the Bucks had a big week four game against the Saints. They looked really good there. But can I put them against the Lions? Oh, I don't know. I think I personally see this being a one one score game. Yeah. I think it's going to be very tight. I think the Bucks are going to give the Lions a very good run for it. But the Lions have looked so good as of late. I think you have to give them their props for this. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Lions to win this one. Yeah, I think especially if they get Armour Ross at Brown back, I just feel like the Lions are going to be flying again. Um, and Jameer Gibbs as well to go along with that. So, yeah, I'm also going to pick the Lions. The Flying Lions. The Flying Lions. Next up, we have the Rams versus the Cardinals. Um, both teams coming off a loss last week, fighting to get back in the win column. I'm going to pick the Rams here to beat the Cardinals. It is at home for the Rams as well. The Rams, do, you know, the defense is strong against probably one of the better offenses in the NFL, being the Philadelphia Eagles. You're now coming up against a weaker offense uh, in the, the Cardinals, missing probably their key offensive weapon. I feel like that's going to be too much uh, for the Cardinals, and the Rams will come out with a victory. Yeah, it's a big divisional matchup, this one, isn't it? Um, I'm also going to go with the Rams, I think, like you say. I think they might just be too much for the Cardinals. And also, um, as a Cooper Cup owner, I'm just licking my lips thinking, Jamar Chase had a good game, didn't he? Can yeah. Cooper Cup get me that? Can he give me a 50-point game next week as well? I'd love that. That'd be no, nice. It's going to be pooping a curl. Um, oh, we'll see. Or oh, both of them. <laughs> I like mind say, both. Rams like to spread the ball about. Um, I think it's going to be a big game from them. I think they need to win this one if they want to push wild card. Uh and yeah, I see them taking it. Moving on, we have the Eagles versus the Jets. Uh, ooh, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Um, I just feel like if there's any team... Well, the Jets obviously came up against one of the weaker rush defences and the Broncos last week. You're now coming up against the best rush defence uh, in the NFL in the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got a quarterback that has been struggling against, again, a strong secondary. Yeah. Um, and the Eagles have numerous weapons on offense, which uh, I feel like it's just going to be too much for the Jets to handle. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Eagles here. It's disappointing when you look and you think how good this game would have looked with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Yeah. I think this would have been a shootout. I think this would have been a fantastic game to watch. Um, no disrespect to Zach Wilson. I don't think he has the same ability as Aaron Rodgers to dissect the Eagles' defense. I think the Eagles will make it really, really tough for him. And, uh, yeah, I think the Eagles win this one. Sunday Night Football entertains the Bills and the Giants. Uh, we've seen the Giants struggle for numerous weeks now. I feel like that struggle will continue against the Bills fighting for a bounce-back win after their trip to London. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills. Yeah, I think this is just the matchup Buffalo need after last week. I think they have an easy shot of um, taking this game. I mean, Josh Allen against the Giants defense that has been struggling this whole season. I mean, Josh Allen's due another big game, isn't he? Uh, to continue that MVP hunt. Um, but yeah, I can't really see the Giants taking this one. Final game of the week. Uh, quite a big one, actually. The Chargers are coming off a bye week and coming up against the Dallas Cowboys, who obviously just got smashed by the Niners last week. So they really want to bounce back. Um, Chargers fresh off bye week, like I say. Is that going to help them in this respect? Is their offense going to be able to perform against a tough Cowboys defense? Obviously, they're missing Mike Williams, who they lost just before the bye week. 
I think it's going to be tight, but I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, I think. I really wanted to go for the Cowboys, but I feel like we've been too samey this week. <laughs> so let's have a bit of, you know, let's be different. I'm also, uh, no, I am going to go for the Chargers. Yeah, I just feel like the the bye week rest is so important. And yeah. especially when the, the, the Cowboys have come against the best team in the NFL, that's only going to have a detrimental impact on the team. I just feel like a fresh Chargers team will have enough to beat a Cowboys team, especially also being in LA. I think that's also another bonus for them. I'm going to pick the Chargers. And that makes a wrap for this week's episode. Sam and I's team in the losing column again. Yes, again. <laughs> I feel like that's it? coming a theme of this season. Yeah. Uh, but some good football all around the league. We see the 49ers just powering through. We've also got the Eagles continuing on with the 5-0 and streak. Uh, we see some shock results as well. Uh, the Jags getting a win in London against the Bills. And the Chicago Bears finally getting their first win of the season. Uh, looking forward to next week. Hopefully both of our teams can get wins and some more exciting football on the way. Make sure you guys follow us on Spotify and look for us on Instagram and TikTok to FDT underscore podcast. And keep an eye out for later in the week. A uh, nice little post on our power rankings for the top five teams in the league. But until then, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. See ya.